everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're glad you're here. It's the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do it the best. We do it on WCRS here in Columbus, Ohio. You can hear us on 102.1 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here. Uh, We are live every single Sunday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are taking your calls. The number is 614-412-5252. That last show you just heard was a call-in show. You got to hear from Sam Knight about tipping. We got to hear uh, about other stuff that I've already forgotten. And now we've come to do the basement show. Uh, Brian and I started out Street Fight Radio by yelling at each other's faces in front of a microphone. Back then, our microphone stands were just an old Adidas shoe box. Uh, we now have $12... <laughs> um, dollar store dollar general boom mics uh, but we got brand new chairs that we're sitting in so we've come quite a bit of ways and we are glad that you are all here to support us along uh, this journey as we continue to spread this mess across the u.s we're trying to just get rid of the united states government and all of the other governments in the world so that the working people that really do shit can take a break and enjoy some of the Ferraris and beachfront vacation homes. That simple, folks. Also, free healthcare for everybody. Well, that is a, one of our big Patreon goals: a million dollars a month. Yeah, we could probably figure out how to get paid. Yeah, like, we could at do least that. get a lot of people. I'll healthcare. pay for your. I mean, I'll pay for the people in the chat. <laughs> I'll I'll pay for your doctor. <laughs> Premium patreon tier it will be health insurance health insurance <laughs> health insurance patreon You'll, tier someday watch for it see but here's the thing is that the the modern health insurance is just sick care they just give you medicine to make you sick we are going to provide you with supplements like cbd and kratom that will uh, help fight disease in the future Brett even get you some of his Trulia or whatever it's called. His his <laughs> I have, stupid spiked and sparkling water he's drinking. This is 100% pure natural alcohol um, <laughs> that came from a, a tree. And uh, it's it's because it's beach season, okay? I'm sorry. It is. I fucking, hey, man, if I drank, that's probably what I'd be drinking. You know me, what? I'm drinking a non-alcoholic version right now. One of the, my favorite things ever was uh, recent of recent memories when we went to the WWE pay-per-view. Uh, we got invited by 16-Bit Barcade. Shout out to them. They have all of your gaming needs. Uh, if you are an adult person that has to play some Donkey Kong, you just gotta, you gotta get to 16-Bit. They got Mortal Kombat 3 there, too. If if you're ever in town and you want to challenge me at Mortal Kombat 3, that's the place to do it because it's free. Absolutely. And they invited, you know, two two dozen 25 and younger people to go sit at this VIP box suite in this bar. All of the booze was gone by the end of the night except for these hard seltzer waters. Yeah. So that's when I strike. Yeah, you got yourself a bunch of hard seltzers. And pizza. We had, they had bad pizza too, didn't they? Like that was a problem. But you're it was like Papa, in a, you're a, you're eating Papa John's in this luxury suite. You're yeah, like, that's what not the luxury. Fuck, dude. They're get a square pizza in here, man. Get some get something. Call Even Donato's. the cheapest guy. Yeah. Come on, man. Is that what these people in these luxury boxes are doing? They're fucking they're doing um they're, these people in these luxury boxes are eating fucking Papa John's? 
What's yeah. that about? Well, they um they get the garlic butter, so that makes it that more luxurious. Good. It that makes them good. think of gold. I'll tell you the truth, man. I was kind of amped about Papa John's because I'll never order it for myself, but it's not. I'll eat it. I mean, I hate Papa John. We everybody knows that we're vehemently anti Papa John Schnatter. We hate him. I hate Peyton Manning. For multiple reasons, but also because he's friends with Papa John. Yeah, just because he runs in his circle. Just if you hang out with Papa John, I'm fucking against you, you know? Yeah, we're trying to block your shine. Yeah. So, uh, we did a gig on Monday uh, with the Kilgore Comics folks that came in through town, came in through, came into Columbus from, I think, Chicago, right? Yeah. Someone's even from fucking Seattle. It was like, all the way from Seattle? What? But they came through and they did a reading. Brett and I kind of hosted it. Uh, we did what we could. You know, Brett is a good interviewer, but I probably felt like I had to talk at some point. And I'm a bad interviewer, as all of the people who've listened to all of the bonus content on this channel would know. And uh, that was a little... It was fun, though. But uh, uh, our buddy Justin Davison, Tree of Woe on t- Twitter, brought me a magazine... And it's called Police, the Law Enforcement Magazine. Oh, wait. This is like something you, if you're an officer, you get this like sent to your house? I probably, really. It's probably like the police union probably sends this thing out to all the cops is what I would think. You know, Right. And we all know the police union is so evil. I mean, that's like top level. When we say fuck the police... The union is especially the, the union. main thing that we're saying fuck them. Like that's not a real union. That's a bad union. It's the bad kind, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the no. We don't want them doing that. They they when they unionize, they well they do what we wish we could do, which is take care of their own. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what I did was I went through here. There was one article that I find... I actually haven't gone through it. There was one article that I zeroed in on and read while we were setting the show up. And I said, we got to fucking read about this on the show, Brett. You know? Yeah, I, w- I want to know what the police are being told. Antifa. Kind of, I want to know what they're reading at their, on when they're on the shitter. Well, let's talk for... Yeah, no shit. They're not like sitting in their living room and reading this. You know? It's not like when I sit and read and I get my pipe out and sit at a chair and yeah. like... You know, no, no, they're just like they're just looking at the walkie-talkie ads. Yeah, well, I mean, that's basically what I'm into is the yeah. walkie-talkie ads. Uh, this was written by Corey Flowers, who is an 18-year sergeant with the Greensboro Police Department, who has extensive investigation and undercover experience tracking criminal subversive groups. There's like not a ton of those. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, from the TV. Show? Yeah, like this, he's watched a lot of shows about him. This includes anarchists. That's us. White supremacists. That's our enemy. And uh, sovereign citizens. It's yeah. like kind of like a middle that's level. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to be. They're they're like yeah, sovereign citizens. But they are wily. We need leftist sovereign citizens is what we need. True. Like Brett is a perfect sovereign citizen because he is not racist. And he's not sexist. And he doesn't care about the Constitution. He isn't going to tell you stories about, like, the Sons of Liberty. Like, none of that is going to come out of him. You know, he doesn't follow maritime law. He is against maritime law also. Sure. So, uh... I challenge all of that. 
he is not he's not super uh he he's he's a good kind of sovereign citizen i think that's the kind of guy we're gonna cover right uh, so he, he writes about extremist groups, which I don't really know. And he's written articles and conducted interviews and podcasts for publications, including Police Magazine, the LA Times, Newsweek, and the Southern Poverty Law Center, and National Public Radio. This motherfucker is writing about this. That's around. For the so- so SPLC. Sometimes the SPLC gets me a little nervous, man. I don't know. Really? I just sometimes like I've I've heard leftists like critiques of it and I'm always like, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with it. But again, like it is probably nice to have a group of people figuring out who all the hate groups are. That's useful information. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. The article we're going to cover on this show, it's probably going to be the whole damn show, I'd imagine, is called Antifa. Inside the Antifa movement. The anti-fascist movement sounds Sounds like it only targets white supremacy hate groups like the Klan and neo-Nazis. But this anarchist group has and will attack law enforcement officers and people with opposing political ideologies. Now, they didn't need to do that whole description because law enforcement officers and people with opposing political ideologies to anti-racism are the same as people in the Klan and neo-Nazis. True. You know, there's like not a huge fucking difference between them. Um, so this is Corey uh, Flowers wrote this article. Let's 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 fucking get right into it. Antifa anarchists, alt left rioters, black block. Re- alt left is such a made up thing. That yeah, I can't believe that worked. You know who? You know who fucking made up alt left? Democrats. They're the motherfuckers that put us with the alt-right. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That fucking sucks, man. That's us. I mean, even Bernie Sanders supporters are considered alt-left. And it's like, they're like, what do they do that's so fucking evil, <laughs> you know? They don't even, they're not, like, out fighting in the streets, you know? They're mostly just telling you not to, do, like, eat GMOs. <laughs> <laughs> or tell you, you know, the evils of banking. Yeah, well, those are that's a good thing, right? That they do, you know. I just noticed that there's like overlap between what? like libertarians and Bernie people. There's a sort of overlap into that like real pharmacy f a r m a c y movement that that like talks about like eating eating things like uh, turmeric. Yeah, eating turmeric or like drinking silver. Like there's like a, a overlap there, right? Like I'm. Always trying to look for things that that like people have in common to draw people closer together. But and if I was to sit down a libertarian, a Bernie person, and a sovereign citizen, I'd be like, y'all like all those supplements and stuff like that. Like you'll eat any mineral right. that you can sure. get your hand on. Sure, you're you're all stacking right now. What's <laughs> everybody stacking? Why don't you guys all sit down and talk about the evils of factory farmed food? Yeah, that's a lot of common ground there. But the alt-left is there's none of – like, we don't do terrorist attacks or anything like that. And there's no – I don't I don't know. There's no um, – We haven't just, killed anybody. Yeah. I don't know any – who have we killed in the past? Like, the people that have done all the killing since this election have all been conservatives. All of them. You find out later on, they're like, oh, they nobody will have sex with them, so they killed people. Right. Or, like, they love Donald Trump, so they wanted to start the race war and shit. Like, that's who has done all the fucking killing. 
Yeah. Somebody in the chat said drinking silver will turn your skin blue. That's exactly why I brought it up because I've been thinking about drinking silver. <laughs> that would be sick. I know. Now that we do the video por- portion, the blue skin would be like a way to stand out. It's sort of like a tattoo in a way. Yeah, yeah, it is. You like I'm trying to modify my body. I want to be blue. It's like that guy that wants to be a puzzle. The guy that has a puzzle all over sure. his body and he yeah. fills it in every time he goes somewhere. That guy's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's a great way to use your skin. Why not? It makes it's like Brett said. Street Fight's probably not successful if Brett doesn't get a neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he threw all of his he threw all of his eggs in this basket as soon as he put something on his neck. That's true. I backed myself into a corner. Yeah. Uh, regardless of their preferred name, these radical groups have recently catapulted into the national spotlight as opportunistic purveyors of violence and destruction, often utilizing high visibility events such as the speaking engagement of conservative authors at the University of California at Berkeley in February to riot and inflict physical violence and cause thousands of dollars of property damage, utilizing their signature mob chaos and havoc-laden tactics. They just, they never go, they just only scratch the surface. They just are too afraid to understand the other person. Like, that was one of, like, that was one of the things that got me kicked out of my parents' house at an early age was just to be like, well, if I if Ronald Reagan had like sent a whole bunch of money to my country and then turned it into a horrible place, I'd also bomb America. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I was when I learned this the like history of Al Qaeda and all that stuff. Like that really like gave me a a bigger picture of what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and you know the only times that people got shut down violently was when they were willing to. What, call ICE on... Milo got shut down because he said he was going to call ICE on people. Yes, he was going to... That's uh, why. Yeah, and that is... I mean, look what ICE is doing. Right. I mean, I just saw a story that a pizza delivery guy was delivering a pizza at a base in Brooklyn and got caught up with ice he delivered pizzas there a dozen times before he had an id but when he showed up they ran his information and then held him in captive and called ice on him they ordered a pizza yeah they ordered a pizza ice ordered a pizza no the army ordered a pizza oh god they're they're just that's what they're doing all they do is make paper airplanes and eat pizza hut and the army that's what makes it so fun i guess that's why people sign up so chair force Yeah, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) from the American political party conventions held every four years and the G8 summit staged across the globe to many lesser-known regional protests, such as those now roiling over the removal of Confederate monuments, a common and generally violent attendee often rears its ugly head. Antifa, as it's now widely known, (laughs) is predictable in its tactics and responses. Law enforcement agencies must be informed about the group and its tactics so they can be prepared to competently execute mass civil unrest strategies to prevent the loss of innocent lives. Again, nobody's been fucking killed. No. That's the thing. Find me the loss of innocent life in an anti first of all, in an Antifa fight, if Antifa's fighting, they are punching a Nazi, a person that is lit fucking saying Nazi things, right? Like standing in public and saying Nazi things, probably a lot of time packing a weapon, threatening to call ice on people, threat had they have the police on their side, or they're they're fighting the police, 
The police have fucking guns. Like, right. it's a person in jeans with a bandana around their neck. I mean, we were there for some of the J-20 demonstrations, and it was broken fucking windows. I Nobody mean, was, was hurt. There was no attacking the cops. I mean, the cops were shooting people with fucking grenades and were beating on shields with, like, batons. No one was really trying to get mixed get mixed up with them that hardcore. The cops look like the motherfucking... Excuse me for saying this, stormtroopers from Star Wars. And I'm asking you to excuse me for making a science fiction reference. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. They're like super dressed up in scary clothes. They all have guns. Not only do they have guns, but they have like 15 weapons on their fucking belt. You know? They have all those pockets. They have pockets just filled with stuff that can hurt you. You yes. know? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, innocent lives is the first thing they're worried about. But the second, more important thing that they're worry, worried about is the large-scale destruction of property. Which is another thing that I would argue against. I would argue that it is not a large-scale destruction of property. No. A large-scale destruction of property is what the American military does in other countries. That Absolutely. is a large scale. That's large yeah, scale. Yeah, that's big. That's <laughs> like city blocks that are taken out. Busting out a bank window is not I mean, large that's, scale. It's that one literally thing. is yeah, it, it's uh 45 minutes of paperwork and probably a check for $2100 or something stupid. Right. And yes, that is and it's coming from a bank. They're the they're robbing us every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like our whole life is Get being... down. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> yeah. They earned it. They fucked us all of, out of all of our money. While Antifa is generally recognized by its trademark all-black clothing and mob stratagem... I don't even know what that means. Stratagem. Stratagem. Police are often otherwise unfamiliar with this. Oh, here we go. I want to read this sentence. This was the sentence that made me do this on the show. I'm going to start this sentence from the beginning so everybody can hear it. (coughs) While Antifa is generally recognized by its trademark all-black clothing and mob stratagem, police are often otherwise unfamiliar with this parasitic and calamitous criminal (laughs) subculture. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> parasitic and calamitous subculture. I don't know what's parasitic about it. We're generally the reason like well, that other people show up to the events. Well, we're because we're what are we doing? We're subsisting on other people's outrage against racism. Like we'll we'll beat up racists. We don't just complain about it. Yeah. Yeah, what we don't, it? like, do a pray-in for yeah, racists. We, yeah. we beat them up. We don't try to vote against racism. <laughs> In order for law enforcement offers to, officers to effectively, safely interact with and competently prosecute anarchists such as Antifa, a more in-depth examination is helpful. Oh, fine. I need one for sure. We're going to get a... So the next header is a short destructive history. <laughs> <laughs> this is really crazy. This I want to know. I want to know what their white supremacy thing is, though. There's fucking none. I, I okay. We gotta find the other magazine. Police magazine. If anybody can get their hands get, on police, we need the microfiche. We love to read their their giant history of white supremacy in the United States. Uh, Antifa, an abbreviated acronym for anti-fascist, has emerged in the United States in the last decade, particularly fueled by the widening divide between 
political ideologies, as both left-wing and right-wing political stances have become increasingly entrenched and from some perspectives extreme in recent years, Antifa has become the militant, destructive muscle of the severe militant far-left wing. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. They make it seem so badass to We me. shut him down. Shut him down every single time. Those fucking fools look so bad. They always look bad. They always end up looking really dumb. I mean, Richard Spencer himself was like, we can't fucking do anything. Antifa shuts us down. They ruin it. They ruin, they ruin our hate They're rallies. too good at anti-fascism. <laughs> We're trying to do fascist shit here. Yeah. Viewing the current presidential administration as fascist and dictatorial, Antifa members often see themselves as righteous revolutionaries and freedom fighters, and therefore self-justify the use of violence, rioting, and destruction of property to dismantle the evil status quo. This is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy did his homework on some shit. <laughs> We definitely, That's evil to him, though. It's like, this fucking, this president's a dictator, and he's a fascist, and these people are just, like, out there doing stuff against him. Well, the motherfucking pig man in blue also feels completely righteous standing in front of a racist so that no one can punch him in the fucking mouth. And, <laughs> so they learn their lesson and go home. The pig man in blue. It's <laughs> yeah. like, that should be a song by, like, Jim Croce. <laughs> It would be a good, like, folk song. Oh, the pig man in blue, he comes through the town and defends the racist clowns. <laughs> I, that was just That awful. was good. No, Thank it was you. a great ditty. Somebody put music behind that for me. <laughs> yeah. Unlike legitimate, peaceful, nonviolent forms of protest... Antifa advocates direct action, that's in quotes, which employs volatile clashes with their opponents, the police, or any other perceived threat, obstacle, or enemy. That's actually not true. Because liberals are an enormous obstacle to yeah. organizing against fascism. Right. And we don't beat them up. We should, but we don't. <laughs> We're not we're not whooping their asses. That's kind of no. I mean, it's like I said. It, it, it there's a lot of restraint here. They're missing the restraint because there's plenty of reasons to go on a whooping spree. It is. There's been a lot of them. Yeah. Right. This fucking people like that lawyer in in the uh, yes in that one place that yes. ruined his life by threatening to call ICE on somebody. Like that's not a rare thing now. ICE is people are calling ICE. On people, uh, David Hogg got swatted. Oh, really? Recently by alt right guys. Okay. So like, it's yeah. just there when and when you swat somebody, I know I'm not like David Hogg isn't like that. Whatever to me, but when you swat somebody, you really are putting their life at risk. Every oh, single sure. time you swat somebody, you put their life at risk. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, man. I watched Brian when we were coming back from North Carolina and Brian got pulled over by the police and he pulled in over on the left-hand side of the road. I had no idea why the fuck you did that. But if you got swatted, I would worry about you doing something weird and getting shot. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, it's scary. It's scary to think about people swatting. Oh yeah. Like, and like that these police are now like a tool of, of chaos and murder. That they accuse everybody else of because they're going to break your fucking door and they're going to come in. And if you put your hand in your pocket, they're going to fill you with bullets, yeah. you know, and they're going to throw a fucking flashbang at your kid and they're going to fucking scream at your wife and go through all your shit, you know? 
Right. Uh, during the 2016 presidential election cycle, Antifa members clashed violently with white nationalists and right-wing factions nationwide along the Trump campaign trail. Right. Other more... Yeah, it's like, I mean, right. that's so mostly <laughs> what it is, yeah. That's actually a true sentence. It's not negative, though. It, that's a positive. It's like if you it, told almost t- anybody that, like, hey, there's white nationalists, they're out here doing stuff, and then these people are going and beating them up, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's well, fine. It, I mean, it's almost like if fascists are demonstrating, anti-fascists show up. I mean, it's that's the ob- that's the, the correlation there, Mr. Pig in a blue suit. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Pig in a blue suit. He, that's a pig, book. That's actually a crime novel that you're going to write. Pig but in blue? Yeah. It's about an Antifa person discovering a cop is dirty and getting him thrown in jail. Okay. Pig in a blue suit is what it's called. Yeah, Babe, the pig in the blue suit. And it will just open up like I was the man in black. The black block. <laughs> yeah. In February. February. <laughs> In February, Milo Yiannopoulos, a confrontational and controversial alt-right national speaker and author, was scheduled to speak at UC Berkeley. Prior to the start of event of the event, Antifa groups stormed the campus building where the speech was to be held and violently engaged police forces, set fires, launched incendiary devices towards officers. Bob, no, Roman candles. Yeah, was it, it was Roman, Roman candles? candles. Yeah, yeah, that's whatever. That they had to say incendiary devices because we used to like me and my dumbass friends used to shoot Roman candles at yeah. each other. Yeah, if you said to the general public they shot Roman candles at us, you'd be like, "Well, did you move out of the way in time?" Or? <laughs> yeah, were any of them ever thirteen-year-old boys? Yeah, like, <laughs> were they bouncing them off the ground or was it malicious? Yeah, yeah. Lucky they didn't shoot bottle rockets at yeah. them, which is also a thing we used to shoot at each other. Dude, my game, the game we used to play was uh, you take bottle rockets, we would take the stick off of it, and then all stand around it and light it up. Because then you had no idea where it would fucking go. (laughs) That sounds fun. We used to uh, put full cans and bullets in a fire and then run away from it and hide up in trees while they blew up. We were convinced the bullet was going to kill one of us. Sure. So we went and hid up in the trees because bullets can't climb trees or something. I don't fucking remember, but I remember being like, let's throw some bullets in that fucking fire, dude. That'll make a noise. Uh, So, yeah, they accused us of throwing dynamite at them when it was probably like those poppers that you just throw on the ground. Yeah. They make a loud noise and they they scare like four-year-olds. Uh, they they lit a bunch of uh, black snakes and threw them on the ground. We couldn't stand stand there. He claims here that numerous injuries and ten arrests resulted from antifa clashes with police. The injuries were probably mostly to antifa, and they were done by a police hitting them with a stick. That's every t- when they say injuries, they are not fucking talking about the police. They're taught when they say injuries, they're probably talking about people who went there to fight and knew that there was a chance they could get an injury. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're saying injuries. They're saying the number of injuries in this piece so that they can say like they're saying the number of injuries in this piece so that it sounds like Antifa went in and beat up like like a Barack Obama voter or some old Trump guy on a fucking rascal scooter like tipped him over and kicked the shit out of him that is not they when they say injuries it's injuries by the police oh yeah that's what I want to do that's the people doing the injuries out there 
Yeah. Local police confiscated improvised weapons from the rioters, including baseball bats, bricks, metal pipes, wooden boards, and knives. Hey, if you're going to fight. I mean, yeah. That's just protection? I mean, if you're allowed to carry a fucking gun, why couldn't you carry something like that? No shit! They let these fucking three percenters show up with guns slung around them. I can't carry a board with a nail in it? (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? It's just a cricket bat with a bunch of rusty nails sticking out of it. It's those little bats you get at the baseball (laughs) games? Yeah, the the mini Louisville Slugger. Yeah, those are are made to, like, beat. uh, Those and the really short uh, aluminum baseball bats fucking rule oh my god dude just like six inches of pipe like really heavy pipe where you're (laughs) just like god if that caught me on the side of my head you'd be donezo the bat helps because you put a baseball glove in your car and you apparently can't get in any trouble sure sure (laughs) that's what they say they say if you're gonna carry a bat in your car put a baseball glove and a baseball in there and they're like oh he's playing baseball even me fat me show up oh yeah yeah he's fucking babe ruth over there he was he was a big guy he was a big lazy guy that did drugs yeah i i um i i just why why aren't you allowed to carry weapons on you for for protection now is that not it's not not allowed that's why i want to be sovereign and because i can't bring a brick to a protest i mean let's just go through this baseball bats can also be baseball bats sure bricks can also first of all nobody in antifa Brings a brick, brick to the protest. That's a tough one. <laughs> like they find... you can't really hide that. You're just you're it's a... heavy too. It's like most of those protests, you're just standing there, and the, there's like a line of police, and you're like thirty feet away. And if you throw a fucking brick, they're gonna know who did it. You, yeah, you're, and you don't want to carry a brick around. Nobody wants a backpack full of bricks yeah. to go to the protest. That's... No, you want to be light. Yeah, you sometimes the police may not know fucking... this because they never have to run from anybody. But uh, although recently I saw a motorcycle thing, this cop <laughs> fucking knocked a motorcycle guy off of his motorcycle. Did during... like a pit maneuver? Right. Yeah. He he knocked. He he was driving next to him. So what's happening is it's one of those fucking things where motorcycle guys drive around to for the troops like oh it's a memorial ride i'm driving around and somehow this benefits the troops yeah in some way i get a dollar per mile yeah and uh so he uh he's driving this guy speeding and a cop is chasing him gets next to him because the guy's like i'm getting away i'm driving a fucking motorcycle you can't get me on a motorcycle i got got torque yeah i'm gonna be okay cop fucking turns and knocks him off his bike all the motherfucking people at this memorial ride caught up to where the cop was, where he was like pulling the guy off the bike and arresting him. And who, buddy, that that cop got a little bit scared. Did they whoop his ass? No, they didn't. They scared the shit out oh, of him. Though. And here's the thing: whoop his ass. It was it was a bunch of white people, so he didn't shoot anybody. <laughs> And it was like, they were just, they just surround him. Like you fucking knocked him off his bike. You knocked him off his bike. That's against the law. You're not allowed to knock people off their bike. And they were like screaming at him. And then when they tried to arrest them, a few guys came in and kind of tried to de-arrest them. Something that Antifa knows how to do that. Apparently bikers don't know how to do. And, uh, come to the meetings. He ended up getting a call for backup. They all request. I mean, these, these bikers all respect the police so oh, much. I know. They were, he was like, give me all your guns. They're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Here you go, Mr. Officer. Here's our illegal weapons. <laughs> the next weapon they bring up is metal pipes. 
Yeah, great weapon. I mean, and it's also saw, like, uh, what uh, if I'm walking home? What if on my way to the protest, I had to get some shit for plumbing? And mm-hmm. then, like, I didn't have time to run home. So I have this pipe that I was going to use to fix sure. my plumbing at my house. Yeah. I have it with me. And then you're just going to come and grab me and say that this is a weapon? Like, that's not even fair. They haven't even been thinking. They don't think about it. You know, tire iron? It's like I had to what if I have to go to the store and buy a tire iron and then I happen up on a protest on the way out the door? Are you going to arrest me for that? You know? Yeah, I remember in Pikeville, there was a woman near us that was in like a complete Target athleisure outfit is what I'll say. Okay. Just no, just like, you know, cheap neon electric athleisure equipment. And she was like a 40 year old mom lady and she had this gigantic pipe (laughs) just shoved down the back of her pants. Like it was so obvious. You could just see it sticking out that, um, there was, if you got very, if you got close to her and she didn't like what you had to say, she probably would break you open with that pipe. Hey, that's part of saying racist stuff. She probably was just needed a length of pipe and then heard there was Nazis nearby and wanted to go shout at them. And then just so happened, like you said, just had to tuck it into her pants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was ready to fucking brawl. I was like, watch out for her, man. I feel like she would pull your eyeballs out. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's Nazis there, you probably, you could end up in a fight. Like they could fuck you up. You know, if you don't have something, who knows? They all had guns, wooden boards, I mean, wooden boards. Yeah, yeah that's nobody's harder. bringing unless like Hacksaw Jim Duggan is coming to <laughs> yeah. the thing. Oh! <laughs> He's um, usually on the America side of this thing. <laughs> and oh, knives. OK, <laughs> knives. But, uh, dude, how come every redneck I know is allowed to carry a knife around? But then when uh, a leftist has a knife, it's a big time weapon. Jim Duggan's coming to the Clippers. Oh, game. I know. I know. <laughs> OK, I'm trying to go. I might be in that with you. OK. Another political speech. Dude, this- but seriously, think about it, though. Those classic street gangs. Not this, the bullshit. We don't have any. We have cyberbullying now. We don't have those classic street gangs where some guy would just take a two by four and carry it over his shoulder and threaten to hit people with it. You know? Yeah. 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 You're allowed to fucking have. Why you can't. can't? Like, it, yeah, you can wield a two by four. Well, somebody in the chat, Brandon in the chat said melee weapons are more illegal than guns. It's okay to shoot somebody, but if you hit someone with a bat or a wrench, you catch more charges in most states, which is probably true. Because it's more violent. They see that as more violent than killing somebody, beating the crap out of somebody for having racist thoughts. (laughs) I think that's fine. (laughs) It's a part of having racist, doing racist shit. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's a part of it. If I was racist, I'd be like, oh. It's a struggle. It's a fucking struggle. Yeah. If I was racist, I would expect to get my ass whooped all the time. I would be on my toes. I would be worried. I couldn't imagine you would expect to to be okay, you know, be out there in the world. Another political speech, this time by conservative author Ann Coulter, was canceled by authorities at UC Berkeley in mid-April following overt threats of violence and mayhem by Antifa groups. Now, that ain't Antifa's fault that you canceled the thing. Yeah, you could have went through it and see what happened. You could have tested, you could have, like, you know... Uh, express do your free speech speech thing right <laughs> yeah i thought you was trying <laughs> to do free speech do free speech <laughs> well I, I 
that like now they're like if somebody's protesting against this i shan't show up and yeah. it's like listen to what you're fucking saying Ann coulter you're evil you have evil fucking ideas for real evil your fucking families are being split up and one kid in one detention center one kid in another detention center and their parents in another place and you're advocating for that people should probably you should probably be prepared for people to show up and not like you and be mad at you that was just that's all part of like the thing that's yeah. all part of fascism you see like it's part of being a punk they <laughs> they all say that like listen i've been having this conversation a lot lately too is like there are a lot of people that you get into political conversations with people that might be more progressive that consider themselves progressive that like are are kind of outright ignoring the ice thing and uh i um i'm not doing anything about it either i don't know what to do but i also know that not doing anything which is what i'm doing is like bad does that make sense to you? Like that I don't know what to do and I'm kind of paralyzed with inaction and, and I don't know how to organize against this thing, but I know it's an evil thing that needs to be abolished, taking down, stopped. It has to be. It's, it is like slavery level, Hitlery level sorts of things. And you can say, Oh, they're not killing them. But I mean, is that the level that we have to do? We have to let it get to where they're shoving, they're killing them. No, but that's where the bar's at. Okay, so that so we have to I wait mean, until they start killing a million millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people. We have to that's wait where, that's until the then. That's when the alert is on. Right. That's what we have to wait for. And I think that like that's, I mean, it's just you're being dishonest with yourself if you're not feeling a little. I feel some sort of way about it. And I wish there was something I could do to well, organize I mean, against. I really fucking like I would show up to like demonstrations. But the truth is there aren't really any happening right now or I don't know of any. And how how do I make those happen? Like, what do I do to, to make any of this stuff go away? You know? Hmm, yeah, I don't know. That's but I want to do, I, the sad thing is, is like me saying I want to do something. I probably have more, uh, I probably have more pool than like a lot of people. And I probably do have more, more people paying attention to me, but like, it doesn't help if I'm just saying like, I don't know what to do. I, I feel very helpless, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't have any thoughts about organizing against ice, but I do think that ice is very is fascist like what is happening is fascism yeah i don't know man the only problem is is that when you look at it like that opinion is very small because everybody buys into the idea of borders and ice is border protection to dumbos yeah to dumbos to real dinguses. But that's what, like, that's 80, 90% of people are buying into that. Like, all the Republicans and Democrats buy into the idea that people can be illegal. Yes. And that sets it up so that maybe they think ICE is a little too mean. They're being a little too mean right now. But they still believe in their mission and they still think that someone has to be that force that fucking sends people 
pizza delivery guys back to like fucking Central America for no fucking reason? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, that's what I mean. That's what we're up against. I I don't know if uh, what you can do besides like if everybody is interested and in maybe picking a day that we overthrow the government. We could do that. If you want us to pick that day, we'll do that. But I we're don't like, know. We're like a doomsday. <laughs> we could be like one of those doomsday churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pick the day for revolution. And then like when nobody fucking shows up, we'll have to like pick a new one. Here's a really galling paragraph in this Antifa story, though. And again, this is what police officers read on the toilet or in a break room before they go get like a commendation right. for beating somebody up. <laughs> On August 12th in Charlottesville, Virginia, hundreds of white nationalists and white supremacist adherents held a rally to protest the pending removal of a Confederate. The appearance of uh, what the these fucking guys, Uh, the appearance of solidarity for the particular cause at hand. This tactic is this is fucked up. Okay. Uh, they bring up Charlottesville. Oh, for a Confederate memorial in a public park. In the leak, in the weeks leading up to the demonstration, Antifa groups online advertised the day as the battle for Charlottesville and touted rallying cries for Antifa members to flock to Charlottesville. As the two groups converged throughout the day of the event, predictable violence and mayhem ensued, and tragically, one protester was killed when a white nationalist allegedly drove his car into a crowd of protesters. Like why are Antifa we did that. the Sounds chaos like, yeah. agents when right. a white nationalist did the fucking violence like, once again they, they always are like yeah i mean they just serve they just cause so much commotion they just make these people kill them you know they just make they just the alt left just gets the alt right so riled up that they end up killing somebody yeah boy they really fucked this article up this Believe me, it's they the the layout for this article sucks because they messed it up. Uh, identifying them in the crowd to effectively identify criminal Antifa members among authentic protesters and demonstrate what is more authentic than Antifa? They're yeah. the most authentic protesters, in my opinion. They're, They're the ones doing something. Real deal, Holyfield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Officers need to know their common traits and physical identifiers. A common symbol utilized by Antifa is the Anarchy A, which is composed of a capital letter A Uh uh within a circle. Officers may see this image in the form of graffiti, but more often as a body tattoo. Oh, please. Like fucking Green Day fans have that circle A tattooed on them. You can't, that's, I, I, I just, uh, so that is the, that's like an eighties punk from a comic book would wear that. Yes. Yes. They have the I, circle with a capital a with a the, circle the around it. Symbol. Tat baby. Uh, another common Antifa tattoo consists of the letters a cab, <laughs> yes. which stands for all cops are bastards. The black flag of anarchy also advertises the presence of criminal minded Antifa members. Okay. That is not the advertisement for the black flag. The black flag means no state. Like we're not yeah. with that, but it also probably does mean troublemakers. <laughs> Yeah, well, not trouble. I wouldn't say troublemakers. I would say the black flag means you better watch your shit. Right. White, got white supremacists. 
You better watch your fucking shit, buddy. Antifa clause is in town. The flag may appear as solid black or as a red and black divided <clears throat> rectangle, and it is often hoisted in the air on flag sticks amid, amid protesting crowds. Typically, Antifa employs a common mode of dress, which is part of a tactic frequently called black block. In the black block stratagem, throngs of Antifa members all dress in black clothing and an effort. What? Have septum piercings? Yeah, they do. Often they have a a thing on, a thing around their face and a septum piercing. Um, uh, The... Throngs of Antifa members all dress in black clothing in an effort to appear as a unifying assemblage, giving the appearance of solidarity for the particular cause at hand. This tactic is particularly troubling for law enforcement security forces, as no single Antifa rioter can be distinguished from another, (laughs) allowing virtual anonymity while they're conducting and destructive and violent criminal acts as a group. Again, the violence, the only violence that they've brought up is 10 injuries in, in, in on, uh, at Berkeley, which were very likely Antifa members that were injured. And then a white nationalist running somebody over with a car in Charlottesville. That's the violence that this person has identified. Antifa is doing, I guess they did that. The more dangerous criminal, uh, yeah, the more dangerous criminal Antifa rioters can assault police security forces. That They're calling themselves police security forces now. That sounds like fascism to me. Like we're a security force <laughs> comes rolling in, you know. Antifa members in S- Seattle recently hurled canned food <laughs> at police horses. <laughs> oh, at the horses? <laughs> As well as they weren't throwing it at the horses. Get well, real. Most can, of them are horse, vegans. Yeah. They were throwing them at the guys on the horses. A horse can take a hit from a fucking can. It's a canned food. That's funny to me. They were hurling canned foods at uh, them. Sir, they have creamed corn. They, they brought weapons, including canned food. They uh, raided a local donation box. And then they blended back into the hordes of black-clad rioters like cowards. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, (laughs) when we look at what can happen if the police get their hands on you, there's no reason to like try to stand up to that. Like what why would you why would you stand up and fight the police like a man when they have a gun and a stick and then if you touch them you get 20 extra years on a sentence. I'm not going to take my licks on that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody actually also posted uh based stick man. He was a guy that was out there running around with oh, a yeah, stick yeah, just yeah. whooping people's asses. Yeah. Hey, he that was- guy wasn't an Antifa guy. Um, even when viewing video surveillance footage after a criminal riot and attempting to determine the problematic catalyst of the criminality, investigators can have difficulty differentiating one Antifa subject from another. Antifa adherents often also wear dark colored bandanas tied loosely around their necks, which can be used as makeshift gas masks to rebuff chemical munitions should they be Employed by the police. These facial coverings also conceal the wearer's identity. No shit. They also, depending on the color that they use, it tells you what sexual kink they're into. Yes, apparently, and what gang they're in, and yeah, and yeah, the different and colors. Or like your genitals be electrocuted. Yeah, criminal antifa sex normally attempt to come commingle in genuine protest demonstrations and are known to wear their black block monochromatic uniform underneath the outer clothes so as not to immediately stand out 
out in the crowd. Nice. Officers should also scan for backpacks, which may conceal containers of broken glass. Ooh. Acid-filled projectiles yeah. for throwing. Yeah. Or cans of spray paint for vandalism. Woo. Have we thrown acid? Has Antifa no, thrown acid, acid at attacks. anybody? Have there been acid attacks? Not an Antifa. Please tell me if you've. I, that I is think not maybe true. some of the criticisms were like. <laughs> they burn like acid. Some like, of the critiques of capitalism were acidic <laughs> in nature. Acidic. <laughs> That's probably true, though. We can get a little, we can get a little yeah, toxic when I we think speak. Maybe, yeah, maybe they didn't like the rhetoric that was coming out of their mouth. Antifa is also known to pre-stage hidden caches of improvised weaponry in the area of a planned protest or demonstration to be easily accessible by the riotous members. I wish. Yeah, I wish. I do just too. If someone would come up and be like, "We got bricks and sticks and." <laughs> Bing bangs. Everything you need to knock someone over the fucking head is around the corner. Got a bottle of acid. We got bing bangs. We got boom booms. We got cam foods. We got... I, I got a backpack full of glass. We can just sling at them. See what the fuck happens. A backpack full of glass. Just a Jansport backpack. One with a broken zipper, man. That just... Fuck, you don't need it anymore. Little bits of glass are poking <laughs> yeah, out of the bag as you walk around. Stuff full of broken glass. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is not true. These everyday <laughs> items used as weapons often often include... Here's another list of weapons. I love them. <laughs> I never got the chance to do many weapons. Like, just punching somebody's hard to do sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, when you got a weapon, oof, you really got to have some hatred in your heart to hit someone with a bag of glass. <laughs> a Kroger bag full of glass. You just wob someone over the fucking head. This, see where the cards lie. This fucking guy probably had... What is his list of... I would love to get his complete list of Antifa weapons. <laughs> I know. He's got some good ideas. He Like, he sees everything as a fucking weapon, I feel like. Bat with a with bat with a barbed wire wrapped around it, weed whacker. What about chain? Does he have chain on there? <laughs> that was one of my favorite weapons because you could like, you know, you could either you could put it on your belt and then like, chains are just really fucking hard to deal with, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone starts swinging one at you, my my like my I just have to run, you know. Like you're not gonna block a chain attack. No sawzalls. <laughs> you bring yeah, yeah. a sawzall to the Oh man, a fucking saw. When <laughs> one of the what is that what is that called? The sometimes you'll see saw. sometimes you'll see two antifa wow. guys with one of those double-sided saws <laughs> yeah, that they yeah, use yeah. to cut down trees. Two hipsters <laughs> cut the cop in half in lumberjack flannel <laughs> with a two-man saw just ready to cut racists in half. <laughs> They just got all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, you never know. I mean, yeah, some of those, um, some of the furry Antifa people will bring like a diamond scepter that they try to hit people over the head with. Sometimes Antifa will put like a donut or some treat that a police officer would like underneath a box that's being held up by a stick. They'll tie a little rope around it. When he goes yeah. in to get the donut, they'll pull the stick and knock the box on top. Yeah, of I went to a humiliations campaign workshop <laughs> through the DSA. So, yeah, we learned about that. Sometimes, we learned how to put a, a donut on a fishing pole. Sometimes a Nazi, 
or sometimes an Antifa guy will will push a piano off of a roof right on top of like two or three riot cops. Sure, just flatten them, flatten yeah. their asses out, <laughs> turn them into accordions. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy what they'll do. I mean, it's fucked up. But when you're in the in you're in there though, it's there's like it's just a real camaraderie. You know, that's what it is to be a comrade. Comrade, you know. Yeah, yeah. To be a part of the black block, and you suit up and you get your weapons. We're just oh. sitting around coming up with weapons. Here's his his list of weapons. Vehicle lug nuts, golf balls, Ooh. hammers. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yes. Hammers. Hammer is a good one. Uh, you know what I bring when I'm at the Antifa March? One of those pneumatic hammers that <laughs> oh, shoot no. the nails right oh, at people. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is dangerous. I'm a dangerous man. Dangerous. Um, golf I, balls. I, would, um, I just bring a medieval mace. Oh, you know? Uh, broken glass again and smileys which are called bandana which are bandanas looped through padlocks that violently <laughs> swung at enemies that's a good one thank you that's called the antifa ball and chain that's the, the antifa yeah, the, mace that's the mace yeah, sometimes that's the mace i was talking when about. when the cops show up like the mounted police show up i'll show up on another horse with one of those long jousting sticks <laughs> yes. and knock them right off oh, their fuck. damn horses. They don't bring jousting equipment anymore. No, they it's don't. a total flaw in their in their protection. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. show up on a mounted horse with uh with your stick and you're ready to knock the police down. Yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> Brandon in the chat room said a bunch of marbles. Like, yeah, <laughs> will show up and just pour marbles on the ground and the police will comically <laughs> slip and fall. I, I keep a crown royal bag full of dollar store marbles on my hip <laughs> to unleash whenever the cops are chasing after me. That's one of my Antifa tactics. Yeah. Hashtag Antifa tactics. Yeah, I have a bunch of Antifa tactics that I've come up. A bunch of weapons. What other weapons are there? What other weapons? I mean, I listed these weapons, but uh, thumbtacks oh. probably. Oh, thumbtacks. They'll probably throw some thumbtacks yeah. on the ground Those like you're hurt. in a wrestling match. Sometimes Antifa will show up and put a hell in a cell cage around all the cops and just beat them up yeah. inside of it. <laughs> yep. It's nuts what the Antifa's up to, man. Um, dealing with Antifa is our next is our next part here. It's well, important to understand that not every public protest or demonstration will attract an element of Antifa. Okay. The types of demonstrations most commonly attended by Antifa groups include those against environmentally harmful practices, really? those against gentrification, no. anti-police rallies, right-wing political events, and most recently those consisting contesting the removal of Confederate war monuments. When you must deal with Antifa, a few key focal points are crucial. Well, I feel like that's wrong because I've, I mean, even I, I, I don't know the, the scope that they have is something that I wish was more commonplace. It really is only like whenever fascism presents itself, here comes anti-fascism like to confront it right in the face, right? Right. Yeah, but I think they uh, I I think like environmentalists If they, I would go more They're talking about Standing Rock. There's no Antifa. I mean, yeah, there was. I'm sure there's people that were there, but people with Antifa tendencies. You know, sure. Antifa isn't a group of like a I know. A group of people. It's a like but I think there was no a, black block at fucking no. Standing Rock. Well, I think there was black block at Standing Rock, really? actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. That's who they were shooting with hoses and shit. Hmm. You know how they be. Uh, but I, I do. when you do go through these protests, it's like, how does a cop read this magazine and feel like they're on the good guy's side? When you list things like 
uh, environmentally, like, so you're here to defend fracking? Like, we're here to yeah. protest against people causing earthquakes and fucking turning people's, like, water into gasoline. And you're like, these are the bad guys. These bad guys show up and they're all fucking fired up and mad and emotional because they're taking we're taking all the public land and strip mining it what did they call it they call us parasitic and yes parasitic we are very parasitic but because we don't want them to do the fracking water or to do what oh the oil pipeline yeah the oil pipelines yeah. oh yeah we hate those. yeah and that's one of the things they love i apparently um first now we're going to our few key focal points folks first Know that you will be recorded. Antifa- First of all, when are you in public and not being recorded? Like, you're yeah. always fucking being recorded. I watch Bosch. Them motherfuckers, Bosch will go to every business in town and be like, let me get that uh, video footage of what was happening outside to solve whatever crime he's trying to solve. Usually bad crimes is what he's solving. He's He's Bosch. He's a very reasonable guy. But what I'm saying is you're always being recorded in public. I don't get this idea that Antifa's doing the recording. They're, they're kind of recording back. They're kind of – because the police obviously aren't going to give you access to the surveillance videos. Sure. So we have to record back. We have to document our experience out there too. Or that is what gets – it's a one-sided thing. When when somebody goes to court, when the J20 protesters go to court, their word carries so much less weight than the word of the police people. And so if there wasn't video, if there wasn't any way to to tell like what actually happened, they probably would have got in a lot more trouble. Yeah, you know? that's why I got the 128 gigabyte uh, iPhone so that way I could have plenty of police recording video space yeah i every time i see cops now in public i'm like i'm, I'm gonna go up there with the camera here in a minute hit him with I, the cam i it feels like i feel like i should i always like i love the videos when people catch the cops with the camera because the cops are always like stop recording and then the person on the other side is like i don't have to stop recording i'm allowed to record if i want to and yeah. i love it i want to be that voice on the other side of the camera yeah do your job man <laughs> yeah um Members often surreptitiously video and audio record their interactions with police officers in an effort to capture some demonizing interchange or illegal commands by an officer. When speaking with any criminal-minded, anarchic, Antifa adherent, always assume that you are being recorded and know that even your most benign statements may be edited and manipulated against you. Bullshit! No! That's not happening. We're, that's what the FBI does, man. That's what like a J. Edgar Hoover did. Well, fucking who is editing these videos to make the cops say racist shit? They just say it. They just fucking say it. They just do illegal stuff. If the cops stop doing illegal shit, then recording them wouldn't fucking mean anything. True. Right? Yeah. If you ain't doing anything wrong, then it doesn't matter if you get recorded. That's how I feel about cops, not me. Don't fucking right, record just me. Yeah. Well, really, truthfully, they're like, I mean, they're technically public servants. Sure, we should sure, be sure. allowed to record them. Yeah, I agree. You know? I'm with him. Just co- They are public servants. I'm not a public servant. We need I'm to know a how private that shit went citizen. Down. We need to know how that shit went down. Yeah. And to, um, 
the the more tactically minded Antifa members will often bait officers into making emotionally charged statements Where? with confrontational and cantankerous interactions that they will capture on video. Where's this happening? <laughs> what Facebook group is this in? Well, it's not the cops' fault, right? It's not the cops' fault that he said something like that. It's the guy recording the cop sure. saying that. That that person's the problem. Right. Here. Cops should be allowed to say cantankerous things if they want to. The cops should be allowed to say bad things without fucking being recorded is is the is the argument in here. Antifa subjects will often be students of search and seizure laws, so agencies must ensure that offers clearly understand Fourth Amendment dictums. Law enforcement officers monitoring these volatile protests should be experts in their local city ordinances, which regulate demonstrators' limitations and rules. For instance, in many metropolitan areas, local ordinances dictate the maximum size of protest signs the use of amplified sound and the wearing of facial coverings during demonstrations. Jesus fuck. That makes me mad. Like they're like fucking take a tape measure to their fucking protest signs and see if, see if that's something you can shut arrest them, them for. Yeah. Cause that's what they're down. really saying. They're saying know all the laws and all the bullshit things. And in, in that area. Right. So you can nitpick them. Yeah, so you can nitpick them and arrest them and cause problems. If you're aware of such ordinances in your jurisdiction, you can use them to legally remove anarchic Antifa groups. When? From from the situation on minor infractions. Such a simple proactive measure can often turn the tide back in the direction of civility and order. First of all, when you say civility, you mean turn it into the directions where racists are giving speeches. Can just go to the public square and yell their racist opinions to everybody. (laughs) That's the civility. That's the civil thing, in your opinion. Perhaps most importantly, police agencies should plan ahead. Agencies should know who may attend these unstable protests so they can somewhat predict challenges before they present themselves. Written tactical plans should dictate law enforcement, security force deployment, police video surveillance plans, contingency procedures, and plans for medical emergencies should they arise. Delineated protest zones and separate cordoned areas for counter-protesters should be clearly uh, defined. Which, by the way, that's something that, like, causes a lot of the problem. When you when you come up with these areas that you're allowed to be in and in areas that you're not allowed to be in and then you don't fucking tell people these lines cuz a lot I've been to a ton of fucking protests now and a lot of times the police just say you're not allowed to stand there. You have to stand there. You're not allowed yeah. to stand there. You have to stand there. And like they're just pushing you around the whole time. They don't right. really have these they 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 kind of decide at that moment where you're allowed to stand and where you're allowed to be. And yeah. oftentimes they'll say you can't oh you can't stand on the sidewalk. Oh you can't stand in the street. Oh no. you can't stand in the grass. And it's like what they really want you to do is be standing at home at your fucking house not right. doing nothing. No that's exactly right. That's how I handle my kid. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like I might take my kid somewhere where I'm like you're not going to fucking be playing around here. Like I just immediately will shut any of the tomfoolery down you know right yeah yeah they do the same thing we uh when the airport protest protest here they were so adamant about people not getting near the counters i don't know why but they were like you can't go past this bicycle and there was people like spilling over 
you know, like. Because there's too many of them because some fascist shit is happening at the airports. And the police were just so adamant about keeping the line, you know? Yeah. Because once you pass that that line, no matter what you're doing, because the airport protest was super like, it wasn't like, it wasn't an aggressive protest. It was more like kind of a peaceful sort of thing. It was a lot of people like at the airport. There weren't, I, I, well, I don't they, remember you saying there were clashes. Well, it was a surprise turn because it wasn't supposed to go indoors. Yeah. They took over the parking lots and then they were like, well, let's just go inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. So the cops, I think, were surprised by that. Protesters and counter-protesters both have the right to demonstrate and voice their beliefs, but agencies should be cautioned about placing these groups too closely to one another. It's important to remember that while the First Amendment protects free speech and assembly, it also mandates that the assembly be peaceable. Not all speech and not every public assembly is constitutionally protected. Public speech is... the that is likely to incite imminent violent reaction is not legal. That is, but that's that's, white nationalism. That's these speeches. That's these race. Milo was inciting violence. It's not the people who were fighting backs fault or trying to prevent him from again, calling ice on, on, on fucking students of this school. You know, nobody wants that. Nope. Nobody at the school is trying to get ice at the school to take their classmates out. I went yeah. to fucking college, man. I know what that campus is like. And these right-wing people fucking show up. They're an extreme minority of people on campus. Obviously, that's why your grandma hates college. <laughs> but they're like an, an, an and we're, we're not going to gear our play our our ed, like halls of education for these people. These fucking dumb knuckle dragger people man yeah you know here's our last paragraph subversive criminally intentioned antifa is a new form of challenge for american police departments when monitoring and providing security for the appropriate legal exercise of citizens first amendment right to free speech and peaceable assembly during protests and demonstrations but with exhaustive pre-planning and adequate event specific training prior to volatile public demonstrations officers can safely and competently face and manage encounters with antifa and then at the end of the article it's a target (laughs) delineate the i'm going to show the camera the target here (laughs) well we have we use the uh the anvil in the street fight zine to let you know that the article is over but uh they use a target they use a target to let you know because everybody's a target for the police Oh man, so that was that was uh the police magazine. We'll probably get dip back into this at another time. Well, but, I mean, uh, now I understand why they they share the memes that they do a little bit more maybe. Well, this is really that's true. Like um I watched a a, a Wyatt the Wyatt Cenac show on HBO. It's actually like really good. I, I highly recommend it. And one of our former guests his partner Actually did research for the first episode, Aaron Taub. So his partner did some stuff. Uh, I, I, he did a thing that talked about like the warrior cop mentality and the, the types of, of things that like training courses, like it's this guy that kind of travels around the country and gives training courses where, like he teaches cops, like danger is around every corner. You're going to die and you have to take 
control of every situation immediately and like things like that and things like this amp these fucking idiots up you know they get it's the same way when you read like about ice like raiding a farm in ohio and locking up a bunch of uh a locking a locking up a, like a hundred workers like that fucking feeling you get inside of you that's what the police feel and they have guns and they can act on it anytime they want you know yeah, I um, I I don't, I just don't know. Is it just they can't understand where Antifa is coming from? Does that like break apart their entire identity? Right, because Antifa's view of the world like is that they're the bad people. I, you know, they I ta- can't acknowledge that. Is that what it is? I talked about this uh, on a third show recently that I did, and and like I think this is something that we can talk, we can cover for like the end of this show. But like, uh, I was talking about how like when you have left politics, it's kind of like a like for me, it was sort of a path of least resistance. So my beliefs. I don't have to justify my beliefs to pe. I shouldn't like when I say that like racism is bad, nobody should be treated differently because of the color of their skin. When I say that everybody should get to eat, everybody should be able to see a doctor. Everybody should have a home and be taken care of that. That's like the right opinion. I don't, there's like no, but, but what I'm saying is like, that's the thing that everybody, when you be, so I believe that all my life. Okay. I believe these things all my life, but when I was a libertarian, I had to add a bunch of reasons why those things can't happen and, and like why they don't happen and how, if we did capitalism, right, then that would work. When I was a liberal or like a neoliberal, it was like, these things can't happen because there's all these forces aligned against it Uh that like. You have to you have to do the centrist whatever the centrist sure. like solution is, and then once you become a leftist, it basically you you those possibilities, like you then start trying to figure out how these things happen, right? And like it, it takes a lot of walls of complication out of those things because you always when you were conservative at, at times when you were more conservative at times in your life. There were, you probably still believe that everybody should get to eat and everybody should have a home, but you yeah. came up with your, your ideas of why other people don't have homes or your ideas of like so justified welfare where people are only on it for like a few weeks and then they get a job and pick themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. And you just added all this complication to that stuff. It's always like, well, as this person, as, as this, as a cop, I think everybody should get to have a house too, but they shouldn't take any of my money to make that happen. And I should be able to, you know what I mean? Like they, they like, or that people that use drugs, like don't get that. Yeah, and like these people that yeah, yes, absolutely. And these white supremacist there's a first amendment. These white supremacists should be allowed to speak. And then you're like, well, but what they say is bad and we need to come out and counter protest that. And they're like, well, you're just causing problems then. Yeah. You're just you're troublemakers. Yeah, you're just troublemakers. Where like for us it seems like such a fucking regular thing to it seems like against it's racism. just a thing. Yeah, if racism's happening, against fascism. Yeah, I mean, we're raised to like, we're raised to like question. I feel like when you're a kid, you you really do question it a lot more. Like when you learned about slavery, 
and you sat in that classroom and you're like, how did those people have slaves? Right. Like, how that? did, like, why, why would they would do that? Treat someone like that. And yes. then as you got older, uh, they would teach you justifications for those slaveries, slavery in sort of a way like, oh, well, it happened because of this. It happened because of this. And you were like, oh, okay. And then well, you would start to, you, you then neutralize that thing in your mind and move on where like now it's like the ice thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not this, it's not exactly the same, but it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's just where, you know, the rest of the world is kind of turning away from the injustice. Like we can all see it. And then all they do is call me and you like a fucking bummer for bringing it up. Yeah. You know, yeah, always, but it's there. I love to be the bummer though. That brings up that the fact that like there's a Gestapo running around rounding people up. Yeah. Or like, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, illegal labor is how we get all of our produce type thing. You know, like there's just, there is a lot more to it than, than that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the world is just keeps rolling on. Like I, that's what I feel. I just feel helpless. I don't know. I, I do feel too. like I, I don't, it's like the world's just going to keep doing that and uh, people are okay with it. Right. I mean, if you're a listener and like I, especially Sunday, this call in show Sunday, like we'll be in there at around 11. And if you want to call in and suggest things that we could try, it just, it's a fucking helpless situation all around. I think, I think a lot of people on, I think a lot of people that listen to the show like have ideas. And if we like what what sorts of things can we like realistically make happen so that we're doing something, you know, I don't know what that is. Dude, nobody gives a fuck. I mean, the rest of the world really doesn't give a fuck. I know. I know. Well, I think what happens a lot of times with protests, though, I really do, is the more you do them, the more people show up and the more press it gets, the more people come. And it might just be a thing where it's like, it's fucking warm now. Let's keep increasing actions for things. But again, with like Donald Trump, there's that fatigue of like, God damn, for the first like six months, it seemed like everything was going right, like not right, like everything was going fucking bad. But like we were showing up and like making changes, like some of those like airport laws, like some of that stuff stopped happening because we were showing up in public. He's even more vulnerable now. He's, you know, because he's got to run for reelection now. Yeah. He did just pardon somebody. Did you see that today? No. Yeah. Somebody got pardoned for cocaine. But uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) yeah, somebody in the thing said it's warm now. Let's go punch Nazis. And it's like they're not meeting anymore. And that's the other thing they did. They do. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, people show up, right? Yeah. That's the what we we need to... I mean, obviously, we should be showing up to counter those protests, but we should also probably be organizing our own gimmicks, you know? And it's not Dinesh D'Souza that he pardoned. He did pardon him, too. He pardoned... Kim Kardashian went to the... We'll do one more story. How's that sound? Oh, I got to pee so fucking bad. Go pee. I'll talk to these listeners before we... Okay. Well, no, let's do the story. Now we've said we're going to do the story. We have to do the story. Brett's going to pee. I'll talk to y'all. But, uh, yeah, he pardoned pardoned somebody today. I got the story here. I'm so bad at, like, having it up because I I didn't do any stuff. I read out of a goddamn magazine all night, you know? So, uh, 
but I wanted to read this story. Alice Johnson was pardoned. I saw prison culture getting screamed at by conservatives for saying, or by liberals for saying, you know, Obama could have pardoned her, but he didn't. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. President Donald Trump has commuted the sentence of Alice Marie Johnson, a first-time nonviolent drug offender, a week after Kim Kardashian West pleaded her case during an Oval Office meeting with Trump. Johnson has already served 21 years of a life sentence after she was convicted on charges of conspiracy to possess cocaine and attempted possession of cocaine, according to the nonprofit Can Do, which advocates clemency for nonviolent drug offenders. She was re- released from prison later Wednesday. Miss Johnson has accepted responsibility for her past behavior and has been a model prisoner over the past two decades. Despite receiving a life sentence, Alice worked hard to rehabilitate herself in prison and act as a mentor to her fellow inmates, the White House said in a statement Wednesday afternoon. While this administration will always be very tough on crime, it believes that those who have paid their debt to society and worked hard to better themselves while in prison deserve a second chance, the statement added. And then Kim Kardashian posted best news ever. The woman got out of jail. And, you know, of course, this fucking government has to. (laughs) But, of course, this government has to say we did the right thing anyway. So he's pardoned a few people. So shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, she was in jail for two decades for cocaine. First time offense. She said, uh, you know, I watched a video by about her and uh, she was she was. uh, Yeah, it said, uh, I would like to thank President Trump for his time this afternoon. It's our hope that the president. Okay, yes, that's just the story about it. But yeah. Barack Obama did not intervene in the case during his eight years in office because the Justice Department recommended denying Johnson's request for commutation. So, you know, he could don't ever think this drug war is going to end. You know, neither one of the parties are looking to do it. Yeah, that's um, that sucks ass. But I'm really glad that she I mean, that commutation happened. Hopefully this happens more. I think. You know, I mean, the shitty thing is, is like get maybe I don't know, but maybe you get a Bernie guy in there and he can commute a shitload of them at the same time. That would be great. But I mean, again, we've wasted 21 years of this woman's life for selling cocaine. I know. I know. The thing about that is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, for something that I've done. Yeah. Yep. So. That that story, that's a positive story, but also a negative story. Brett, talk us out of here. All right. We are Street Fight Radio. Thank you for tuning in. We are live every single Sunday night at 11 p.m. on WCRS in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, if you want to watch the basement show that we just did, you can do that on Patreon.com. That's a website where you can support the people that do the entertainment that you like, like Street Fight Radio. For $1 a month, we offer bonus shows. That's in addition to the two shows that you get every single week. For $3 a month, you get access to our digital zine. And for $8 a month, we'll mail it to your house. It's that simple. Head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio to check it out. Uh, The other way we raise money for this show is by selling... Uh, different powders that will fuck your brain up, like Kratom and CBD. Uh, so Patreon's 
told us we couldn't do Kratom and CBD through their platform anymore. So we've expanded the uh, offerings over at store.streetfireradio.com. We got red, we got yellow, we got green, we got white. All of the colors of the Kratom rainbow are available in up to quarter kilos right now. We're going to try to get more, but if you want to get Kratom, we have it at a uh, very competitive price. Check them out. Check it out. Store.streetfireradio.com. We also have CBD directly from Michigan. The good stuff, 99% pure isolate. It's only 35 bucks uh, over there. We got vape juice. We got body butter, facial moisturizers, gummies. We got uh, flavor ices on the way. So there's a lot coming down the pipeline in that uh, arena. We love CBD. I use it every single day. So does Brian. So give it a shot. Thank you for supporting us and what we do. You can find us on all the social media platforms. We're at Street Fight WCRS. We're going to get that Twitch going soon. You can find Brian on Twitter. He's at Murder Brian. You can find me. I'm at Brett Payne, B-R-E-T-T-P-A-I-N on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. The name is the same. Peace.